This is a podcast from RNIB's Insight Radio. Anyway, listen, uh, you're well this week, yeah? You had a busy week? Busy week, actually, yeah. Lots of bits and pieces going on. Um, Yeah, big week in soap. Um, You'll see what I mean by the end of this week, and I'm not saying a word, so there you go. Oh, right. Okay. So your radio silence again on what's coming up. This is this is too much of a tease, David, I have to say. But listen, let's start off with Emmerdale. Now, obviously, the hugest storyline is going on at the moment with Emmerdale. Um, Aaron has admitted to his mother that he was abused by his father as a child. This is that was really harrowing last night, actually, to listen to. Yeah, it's brilliant, actually. And um, it's very much like because EastEnders has been kind of going down this thing of unearthing the past and kind of uprooting everything that kind of happened years and years ago. It looks like Emmerdale is doing the same. And it's a really good idea to do this because we do remember a lot of things, of course. And the one thing about Aaron that we remember is that he's a really troubled person. And, of course, when he first came out as gay um, to Paddy all those years ago, what did he do? He beat Paddy up because he couldn't handle the emotions of it all. And now we're starting to understand why he reacted in that way and why he's the person he is and how he's struggled throughout his life to get over everything that's happened to him in the past. So yeah, obviously Danny Miller blazing himself is brilliant. But I think Lucy Parcheter, who plays Chastity, is um, I think she's overlooked sometimes. And she is actually brilliant at the moment as well because she's got two levels of guilt going on here now. First one is, of course, everything that happened with Gordon in the past. The second one is the fact that Chaz actually left Aaron when he was a kid and went off and to live her own life. And it wasn't a great life at the start, of course. Settling down in Emmerdale, she knows she's become a much better person. She knows that herself and she's made amends with Aaron or trying to at least all these years later. And uh, yeah, so poor Chaz feeling very guilty indeed about everything that's happened. Absolutely. You know, I was thinking about it from Chaz's point of view as well. And she must be, you know, living with such guilt at the moment for, for her son. And and the fact that, you know, she even, you know, got back with, with Aaron's dad recently, uh, she must feel sick, uh, sick to her stomach. So it'd be interesting to see where this storyline goes. Is she going to persuade him to, to go to the police or, you know, it is, is, it's Gordon, isn't it, his name? Gordon is his name, yeah. And um, yeah, the, the story's going to develop and it's going to be very interesting to see what happens next. And I'm not sure it's going to go in the direction that everybody thinks it is. So it's um, so yeah, it's going to be really interesting and some really good stuff coming up. Okay. Well, listen, uh, another kind of exciting thing that's happening in Emmerdale at the moment is the fact that uh, Charity, I mean, she must be on her way back now. Um, she's desperate to get her fingernails into cane uh, Moira was at the, the prison the other night visiting Charity to try and warn her off um, Emma is playing you know silly games I, I, it's, it's all going on Charity versus Moira and Charity versus um, Emma and yeah absolutely brilliant stuff I'm not sure uh, we all think that Moira is going to be the easy opponent I don't think she is I think that Moira is going to be all out to fight for Kane now but I think she's going to have huge problems with um, Emma and the fight for Moses and Emma obviously wants total control over the Barton family and yeah it looks like Charity is the one who's going to be standing in her way having said that of course never ever underestimate Charity because she always has big guns out there quite literally sometimes so yeah watch out I actually love Moira I really do you know she started up in a a wee Scottish soap up here called Take the High Road and um, she she actually started off many years before before she did High Road she um, was on a Saturday Superstore and uh, she was a little child star and uh, she uh, became very well known at 
time and then went on to do lots of other kids' TV things. And then, yeah, she um, ended up in High Road. And after that, she did The Bill for many years as well. So, yeah, she has been all over the place. She's definitely um, a, a TV veteran at this stage now. She's still oh. so young. She really is. And do you know something? I remember seeing her. I mean, obviously in Emmerdale, you just see her in her kind of farm gear all the time. I saw her do a couple of years ago and she was, she was described to me and she just sounded utterly stunning. I've um, met her and she's so lovely. But yes, she is. She's absolutely stunning. Yeah, she's, uh, she's, um, she's, she's definitely got a, a, a superb sense of style and she's absolutely brilliant. Yeah. Fabulous woman. Okay, well, let's move on to Coronation Street then. And uh, well, it's kind of all kicking off in the factory. Jenny's back. She's the cleaner. There's money and cakes going. Money and fairy cakes going missing. For goodness oh. sake. What's oh, happening? Man, what, what on earth? A fizz and, and what's your one called Sean? <laughs> How are they going to react to that? Oh, I mean, seriously, I mean, there's so many problems in Coronation Street for the different people there at the moment. And uh, and the factory is imploding of the fairy cakes and the, and the tea and everything else. Um, my one hope here is that Jenny Bradley can get over this very, very quickly and settle back into the street and get over everything that's happened in the past. And fingers crossed she can do that very soon, because even though she's got very, very troubled history, um, I think she definitely belongs in Weatherfield. She definitely belongs in Coronation Street. So, yeah, let's hope she can sort herself out very soon. But yes, um, Friday, you're going to get some answers about all the shenanigans in Underworld. And I'm not sure, a bit like uh, in Emmerdale with the, the direction of Aaron's story, I, I'm not sure that people are going to be ready for what happens next in, in Underworld. I think it's going to be a bit of a surprise to a few people. Oh, my goodness. Oh, gosh, I'm hoping it's not Fizz that's stealing things because she's hungry. And obviously their debts are so bad at the moment. Please tell me it's not going down that route. I can't say a word. You just have to watch and find out. Oh, David, honestly, it's just you and me. Honestly, I promise you're not on the radio just now. It's just you and me. Let's just put it this way. Um, Fizz and Tyrone have many problems and they're going to have to be dealing with them very soon. Right, okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> You're a terrible man. Um, okay, uh, Carla, now she is kind of getting over everything that's that's been happening to her. Robert is just being horrible. I, I really don't like him, and yet I want to see him leave Tracy and get together with Leanne. I don't know why. I want yeah. him to be nice again. Robert's a funny one, isn't he? Is um, I don't like this sudden nasty streak that we're seeing in him at all now. And I'm, I, I think I quite like it. It's been nicer to Carla because I think you'd see a kindred spirit in Carla in there. But, um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's all a bit strange. And we all know that Carla's leaving in the next few months as well. So whether Robert will be connected with that, I probably dare say he will at this stage, but I have no idea yet. But, yeah, I don't like this at all, and I wish it would sort itself out. Now, listen, I, I don't know. I mean, I think I've missed an episode somewhere but we saw Audrey kind of clutching at her chest and Ken being her knight in shining armour and declaring each other love you know their undying love for each other what's happened to Audrey? You're going to see Audrey tonight um, but uh, yeah I don't think it's going to be in the way that you think you're going to see Audrey at all now let's just say that Audrey's um, history is going to be, become very useful to a certain person in Coronation Street and if you've been watching me you probably know what I'm talking about but yeah tune in tomorrow night and you'll find out Oh my goodness so what else can we look forward to in Corrie then? 
not a lot to be honest it's all very downbeat no 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 we've got some stuff lovely stuff coming up um uh, i'm not allowed to say too much about what's coming up in the future but let's just say that the uh the, there's a bit of a roller coaster ride coming for the connor family and uh let's just say that um another family another little dynasty in the webster family i think there's going to be it's going to be kind of a little bit like dallas to be quite honest with you Oh my goodness. Oh, I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to that. I'm just a wee bit worried that, well, do you know, I don't know if I'm worried or not. I know that Anna and Kevin have just kind of got together. I don't know if I like it or not yet. Is Jenny going to try and sort of muscle in there again? Or is Kevin going to fall in love with Jenny again? And it's all going to kick off with Sophie? I just don't know. I think Anna Windass's problems are going to be a lot closer to home than any of that going on. And, uh, um, obviously, with feeling and everything else that's going on there, it's just poor Anna. You know, she's had a, such a rough ride over the last couple of years, and I don't think it's going to get better for her anytime soon. No, it doesn't sound like it. It really doesn't. And uh, do you know what relationship I'm, I'm liking at the moment? Um, Erica and Mary. Yes, it's great, isn't it? It's lovely. And it's nice to see Erica and kind of interacting with different people around the streets, besides um, from Liz and from Dev. And uh, yeah, it's really, it's really lovely. And, uh, Corey is the, the, the expert at funny relationships and friendships. And uh, yeah, the, you would never put Mary and Erica together at all, but I think it works really well. Yes, it does. And it's nice to see Dev worried about Mary as well. It really is. I love one, Mary. Yeah. Just love her. <laughs> okay, last but not least, it's EastEnders. And uh, what, Kush and, and Shabnam, they've split up. She's left them. Looks that way, doesn't it? Yeah, she's... Uh, not happy at all and who can blame her you know Kush having fathered baby Arthur and yeah it's going to kick off majorly of course when all that comes out because I think the only person in Albert Square who doesn't know what's happened now is, is Martin himself who thinks he is the father of Arthur and yeah Paul Stacey's still in hospital of course so what is Shabnam's next move going to be obviously Masood and Tamwar wants her to stay in Walford but will that be the case? Well, the thing is, I mean, surely she cannot go off. Surely there's going to have to be a pang of some kind of guilt. I mean, Jade is here. She wanted Jade back in her life. She got Jade back in her life. Jade is obviously living with Shirley, but she cannot abandon her daughter again. Shabnam has done many things in her time, hasn't she? We've always been surprised by her. So let's see what happens. And when are we going to see Kat and Alfie back or this spin-off? Right, spin-off is, is when we're going to see Kat and Alfie again. As far as I'm aware, this is what they've said. We last saw them, of course, last month, um, dealing with all the drama of the Slaters. Now, apparently, they haven't actually started filming the spin-off yet. Got to go over to Ireland sometime in the next couple of months. Um, I think it's April or May they said they were going over to film it, so I'm assuming we're going to see the spin-off on our screens around summer stroke autumn time, but that is just my guess. I'm not too sure yet. Oh, I can't wait to see this. I really, really can't. Because obviously, you know, she'll find her son. But, you know, it's how he reacts. And will he come back to Walford? And who's he going to be played by? Well, exactly. Exactly. Oh, it's so exciting. Super (laughs) exciting. It really is. Um, Listen, uh, just just a quick aside. What is all this nonsense with this pop-up restaurant? (laughs) 
<laughs> pop-up restaurant in the laundrette serving curried fish fingers. Yeah, didn't go according to plan, did it? Poor, uh, poor Nancy had. Poor Aunt, she was. We've always. She's always been um, epileptic, as we've known that since she was uh, first arrived in EastEnders. And yeah, she a very very stressful time because um, Shabnam and Cushy's story intervened, of course, and Tamwa had to go and try and sort out his broken family in the middle of all this. Um, Nancy getting very very stressed, of course, and had an absence, which is a kind of a period that um, many people with um, epilepsy have that uh, they go very vague and they're not quite sure what's going on and people get very confused by this now as we saw on screen on Tuesday of course and uh, yeah it's, uh, it looks like uh, Nancy's uh, epilepsy has gone in the way yet again and how is that going to affect our relationship with Tamar that's a big question. Um, was this kind of pop-up restaurant just a wee kind of silly throw-in kind of you know there's, there's nothing really going to come of the pop-up restaurant I, d- I just didn't understand it really. Well, the thing is, um, Nancy's been questioning her career and everything she wants us to do because when uh, Mick and Linda were off on their honeymoon, um, she was left uh, were working in the Vic and Shirley decided to put Nancy in charge. And I think Nancy would quite like to have something that is all of her own and uh, and, and to have some kind of uh, direction in life because she hasn't really had that. So she's been talking about things with Tamwa and this is what they were deciding they wanted to do. But it looks like the pressure of doing this pop-up restaurant and Tamar running off left, right and centre is uh, really um, working against her at the moment. So the big question is, what's she going to do? Mm, what's she going to do indeed? Listen, there's something um, that's that's happening around Ronnie at the moment. Now, obviously, we found out uh, last week that Joel, her ex uh, the, that she had Danielle with, now, obviously, uh, for for listeners who haven't, uh, you know, been keeping up to date with EastEnders, Danielle was Ronnie's long-lost daughter that she didn't know was Danielle because Danielle didn't tell her she'd come back into the square as her daughter. Uh, But she found out, and she found out as Danielle was dying in her arms after being knocked over in the street. So it's all uh, very cheery. Um, And we've just found out that Joel, the man she had Danielle with, he died. Now, Joel went on to have a family of his own, Ronnie. No, Joel, Joel already had the family. This is the thing. This is oh, this is right. where all the drama comes from. Joel had the family. He had, he had three kids already with his wife, came back into Ronnie's life, and Ronnie decided to use Joel to get pregnant because she, obviously, after um, Danielle went, and she wanted to have another baby, and she wasn't in the right frame of mind, of course, as she rarely is these days. But, uh, yeah, and this is what happened. So what we saw on Tuesday was the arrival of Hannah. Now, Hannah is Joel's daughter, obviously just lost her parents, distraught. Now, we haven't actually seen Hannah before. She was in it the very first time when Joel was in it back in 2009, I think it was. And she was only the little girl then, of course. And she'd come back to confront Ronnie and basically to fill us in on the aftermath of what happened after Joel left, because he wasn't in EastEnders for that long. And basically, Ronnie inadvertently ruined them, well, not inadvertently at all, actually. She ruined their marriage, and it's taken them this long to piece everything back together, and this was their second honeymoon uh, to, to, to cement their relationship again, and this is when they died on their honeymoon. So Hannah, not impressed at all, and wanted to, to confront Ronnie with the truth. So, yeah, this is what's going on. And yeah, it'll be very interesting to see how Ronnie reacts to this, of course, because the, the past is definitely coming up to bite her in many different forms. And she's desperately trying to help Hannah and her sisters, but whether that will be accepted, it wasn't on Tuesday. So I wonder what's going to happen next. 
Oh, indeed. Well, listen, it's all very exciting in all the soaps. It really is. And thank you so much, David, for joining us today and uh, filling us in on bits we might have missed and uh, teasing us about the rest of the week. Um, If anybody wants to get the current issue of Inside Soap magazine, it is out, of course, as we speak. Uh, It's on the shelves now. It's brilliant. It really is. So do go out and get it if you can. If you can't and you want to take a look online, have you got your fully accessible website? I do, and don't bother looking for the next couple of minutes because I'm about to update it. So give it about an hour or so, and then we'll have a fresh update there for you at insidesoap.co.uk. Fantastic. David, have a bubbly, soapy week. Have a great week, and we'll speak to you again very soon here on Insight Radio. Take care, everyone. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to this podcast from RNIB's Insight Radio. For more podcasts, check out insightradio.co.uk.